spoken, but please don't help. I'm broken, but please don't help. And I am absolutely burdened today because of the amount of time I've spent trying to help people that just do not want help. Nothing hurts more than reaching out to people that do not want help. Now, I've been in ministry now for 20, over 20 years, and I have tried to help a lot of people. But in the last few years, we have really tried to help a lot of people. <laughs> I've been pastoring the last few years, and our church has began a campaign to reach out to broken and hurting people in the city. People that you would just expect if you walked in the room and you said, I'm here to help, they would go, thank God! But a lot of times they just kind of look at you. And you're like, did you hear me? Hope is here. Love is here. Joy is here. We bring the gospel message of Jesus to you. Aren't you ready for it? Just to see Edgar people go, not really. But you're broken. I can see it. You're suffering. You're hurting. I don't want help. Nothing boggles my mind like seeing people obviously in need of help not get help. Let's do an experiment for a second. I want you to take a moment. And in a moment, I'm going to ask you to close your eyes. And I want you to think about what you want most in all the world. Close your eyes. Go ahead. In your mind, write it down on paper. Okay, you don't have paper, but write it down on paper. What are the top three things you want the most? Right now, instantly, what goes to your mind right now? The top three things you want the most, most important to you. In your mind, write that down right now. I challenge you. Don't be afraid. You might not want to say it out loud. But secretly, deep in your heart, what are the things that you really want that bother you the most? You want them so bad. Don't say them out loud. Just in your mind, just think about it for just a moment. List the three deepest desires you secretly wish you could have secretly. If no, if no one could stop you, if it was okay, what do you want deep down? Now you can open your eyes. Hopefully you've got your list. That's what you're going to get. That's what you're going to get. If it was spiritual and God's on your side, it's what you're going to get. If it wasn't spiritual and God's not on your side, that's what you're going to get. If you want something from God, you're going to get it. If it's godly and it's holy and it's pure, our God can do anything. You can get it. But on the contrary, if it's not godly, if you don't want the things of God, if you want selfish desires, that's what you're going to go after. You're going to go after the thing that you want the most. Now listen, if it wasn't godly things that you secretly want, and you felt it more than you said it, you felt it more than you wrote it down, you felt it, then I say no wonder we feel like something's off when we're around you. As a pastor, sometimes you get weird vibes from people. Like they're here, but they don't want help. Like they're here, but they don't really want what you want for them. Like they're here, and they don't really want to walk with God like it looks like they do. That explains why we get these vibes when we hang out with you. Like you're just coming. You're just hanging out. Maybe you come because you grew up in church. Maybe you come because your friends are here. Maybe you come because you want to feel like you're safe. But you get these vibes from people like in their spirit, they don't want what you thought they wanted.
How many times have I been shocked by thinking that people wanted help just to find out they really don't? How many times have I been there that I didn't want help? Right, Lori? There's been so many times I've been there where I was like, I don't want help. I acted like I did, but I didn't. Because when push came to shove and it came time for me to get help, I didn't get help. Because you say you want help to keep the people in your life close. You say, I'll change. You say, give me one more chance. But you never bring fruit to the table. Evidence that you want to change. You don't go to counseling. You don't go to the altar. You don't make any changes with your money, your time, your wallet, your schedule. You just say that you do because you're playing everyone for a fool. You don't want anybody to leave you. You're trying to keep all your connections close because you're buying time. You're using people. But you really don't want to change. And it eats people in your life away. It eats your spouse. It eats your kids. It destroys people's faith in you because you say you want help, but you really don't. And it's mind-boggling that people could need help and not want it. It's mind-boggling that people could admit they're broken and say, but don't help. And as a pastor, it's got to be one of the most frustrating things I've ever gone through is seeing people who need my help not want it. Have you ever been there before? Have you tried to help somebody before? And it just, it just made you just go crazy in your mind. You're like, I could just help. If you just let me help you, I could help you. If you just listen to me, I could, I could help you. I know I could help you. Some of you are smiling right now. I know I could help you. If you just listen to me, I know what you need. Y'all, as Christians, we have the answers. We've got the answers. We've got the answers. breaks my heart that I've got the gospel, the good news, the hope of the world, and people don't want it. Why are you continuing to suffer when you can get help? I start to wonder, do people like pain? Okay, we're doing, we're trying to reach homeless people. We've done it before in Dallas. We're doing it again in our church. Y'all, we're walking down the road where people are walking down here, passing out love and food to homeless people. We're like, hey, we can help you. No, we're good. Thanks. Hey, but thank you for the food. We're good. We can help you. You know why we're doing it? Because we think we would never want to be homeless. Right? That's what you're thinking. You're thinking, how could somebody want to be homeless? There's no way I'd ever want to live in a box, which they have far greater than boxes now. They've got, they've got mansions now. They're, they're doing a incredible job building structures but we think to ourselves i would not want to beg i wouldn't want to be out on the street corner but to them we're good we're good offer them hope we're good offer them a way out we're good offer them a job we're good and we're sitting here scratching our head like how is that okay with you some people have just settled in their mind, this is all I'm going to be. This is all I'm ever going to be. There's nothing more for me. I know you say you can help me, but I don't want help. I don't want to try to get up again. I've fallen so much. The idea of help is so far. I'm just going to learn to settle down. I'm going to hunker down. I'm going to just go ahead and get good at being a failure. But it blows my mind how some people do not want I can tell what people want when I try to give them advice, and I can tell how open they are to my advice. 
And then I can tell how close people are when I give advice. You can tell if someone really wants help when you start to help them. Somebody comes to me and says, I need money. I say, no, you need a job. Here's how you get a job. You don't love me. You don't want help. See you later. And they'll try to, to lie to you and tell you they want help, and they'll tell you a sad story. The truth is, you can tell when someone wants your help. Yeah, some of y'all, y'all got family. Some of y'all, they live with you. You try to help them all the time. They don't listen. But here's what they always say. I want help. No, you don't. You're broken, but you don't want help. You've got to admit this. You've got to get this in your spirit because you're deceived. You've got to admit it. You're not ready. You don't want to get out. You really don't want to do what it takes to get out of what you're in. Stop lying to yourself. Stop saying you want, no, you don't want help. You want a handout. You don't want help. You want someone to help you get out. You want someone to help you stay in. You want another hit of the drug. You want, you want someone to empower you to not have to try. You don't want help, but you act like you do to get a little handout, to get a little tension. You get a little by somebody to reach out and give you a little blessing. But my word, where are the people who want help? That's who I'm all about. I'm here to help somebody. You know, some people don't even realize how far from God they are until they're confronted face to face. And you say, okay, let's help you. And they're like, no, nah, never, never mind. Yeah, don't tell me you want help. I'll try. Don't tell me you want help. I'll get, I'll get in your business. Tell me you got financial problems. I'll ask for your bills. No, Pastor, no, don't, don't look at my bills. I don't want you to see how much money I'm blowing on carnality. Did you want help or not? Oh, you didn't want help. You wanted something for free. You're a taker, not a giver. You don't want help. Admit it. Call yourself what you are. You're a sinner. You're bound. You don't have joy or peace. You're used to living this life. You've got to admit who you are first. If you really don't want help, then say it. But you can't. Here's why. Because if we find out you don't want help, guess what you won't get? Anything. Because nobody's going to help someone who doesn't want to help themselves. So we go around lying. Saying we want help, hoping for five more dollars. When the truth is, you don't really want help. I told someone yesterday at our fall fest that he needs to stop doing something. And as soon as I said that, he said, with tears in his eyes, he said, Yes, sir. And I said it again, and he said, Yes, sir. With the right spirit, the right attitude, with humility, and in submission. And I thought to myself, this guy wants help. This guy wants change. This guy wants victory. This man's going to be powerful and anointed. And God's going to bless him and use him because you can sense in him. He really wants help. And God will help you if you really want help. 
Did you know, church family, guests today, if you want help, you can get help. Matthew 7 and 7. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Or what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for fish, will he give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? We don't have it because we don't want it. That's the truth. Our God can do anything. If you're bound, it's your fault today. It is not my God's fault that you're starving when all you've got to do is want more. If you want it, you can have it. Lord, help us, James 4 and 2. You lust and do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. You don't ask. You don't really want it satisfied you can't convince anybody we know when you really want more James 5 and 13 let's continue the theme if anyone among you suffering let him pray is anyone cheerful let him sing psalms is anyone among you sick let him call for the elders of the church I'm waiting on your call oh you're waiting on mine I'm waiting on yours the Bible does not tell me to call those who are sick because not everybody wants to be healed. Now you see why it's like that. Because you get in trouble trying to help somebody who likes being sick get healed. You get in trouble helping somebody who can't walk, like in John chapter, like in Acts 3, where that lame man couldn't walk and he was asking for some money. And they were like, I ain't got no money, but I guess what I got? Go get your own money. Here's your legs back. Some people don't want their legs back. Some people don't want to go out there and actually have to become a Christian, a provider. So that's why the Bible says that if you're sick, you have to be the one to go and ask for help. Because if you don't want out of it, you're not getting out of it. Pray to your blue in the face for someone to be healed. If you don't want to be healed, if you don't have faith, it's not going to happen. Do you really want out of what you're in or have you learned to, to use it for power? Have you learned to use your victim card for power? Do you like telling everybody how bad you have it? Because you don't have to keep having it bad. If you'd ask for help, it could change. How many today has changed? How many today has gotten out of what you were in? Somebody testify that it doesn't have to stay this way. It doesn't have to stay bad. You can't be delivered. You can't get out. You can't be set free. It can happen in the name of Jesus. It can happen to you today. But you got to want out. You got to be willing to ask for help. God help us. Let him call for the elders of the church. That way now you can't hide your sickness. You can't hide your problem. You've got to confess you have one. I'm sick of what the church is becoming. Hiding and lying and running away from things. But we've got the answers for every single solution. We've got answers for every problem that you've got right now. There ain't nothing you're going through that my God can't help you with. 
All you've got to do is want it. All you've got to do is want it. Lord, help us. Help us today. Help us today. Verse 16, confess your trespasses one to another because you can't do it alone. Watch this. Confess your trespasses one to another and pray for one another. Don't confess if they don't want to pray with you. They just want to gossip. Don't talk to them. Don't ever confess to anybody who doesn't know how to pray. If they're not praying, you shouldn't be talking to them. Because if they're not going to talk to God about you, they'll talk to somebody else about you. So if you're going to confess, you make sure and find you the greatest prayer warrior in the church who's got their face in the carpet and says, I don't care about nobody. I need to know about God. I need to seek his face. But you need to know you can't do this by yourself. You need to talk to somebody. Well, I tried talking to somebody, but they just went and ruined me. They went and talked about me. Because you don't have praying friends. You are who you hang out with. You got carnal friends, gossiping friends, people that don't have a walk with God. No wonder they burned you. But if you want help, find you someone knows how to pray, and they're going to pray with you, and then you're going to be healed. Find you somebody that can pray the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Find you somebody can pray, and they're going to help you get through whatever you're in. But do you want help? Stop trying to get my $5 when I can give you a whole lot more than that. Stop trying to get you a ride. Stop trying to just get you some bread. Stop trying to just get you a free meal, a free this, another shirt. I can help you open your own shirt store. I can help you get out of the mess you're in. You don't understand the anointing of God that can reach down in one moment and turn you around. If you would just realize the power of God in this place, you can be helped today. It can happen. Church family, we, we have access to the fruit of the Spirit. We can help you with your problems. When you get the Holy Ghost, you can give love in your heart. Ah, but whenever you get love in your heart, then you got to suffer for people. That's why some folks don't want to be loving people. Because loving people get hurt. If you think I'm not telling the truth, just hang on in America for a few more decades. We're the people of love. Islam is not the, not the religion of love. Christianity is the religion of love. Our God gave himself. Their God kills. That's in their holy book. Our God gave his life up. We are the people of love. We are the people willing to die. A true martyr's death. I'm not strapping, strapping a bomb to me so I can go get 70 virgins. That's selfish. Celebrating dying so that you can have 70 virgins. Makes me think you just want a lot of sex. That's wicked. The fact that sex is used as a pleasure in heaven shows how demonic that religion is. Y'all feel that? Y'all hear what I'm saying? Apparently, they get all this sex in heaven one day. 
Wow, how perverted is that? My Bible tells me there'll be no marriage or giving a marriage in heaven. Because I won't need that in heaven. I'll be so satisfied with Jesus. I won't even be thinking about sex and marriage and all this earthly stuff. I'm going to be dancing around his throne. And the last thing on my mind is going to be my flesh, my temptations, my earthly desires. We're the people of love. thought about that this week. I was telling Brother Brandon, nobody's got more guns than Christians in America. If we wanted to destroy all of y'all, we would do it. If we wanted to go ahead and take over the nation, we could. We're the people of love. You better thank God it's Christians with the guns. Oh, Pastor, what about that one Christian guy who shot up that school? He wasn't a Christian. Christian people do not shoot up schools. Demonically possessed backsliders do who turn their mind and spirit against the Lord. And more demons take over them. They're the ones that did it. He wasn't no Christian. But whenever you get, you get in the church, you want help, we can help you have love. The spirit, the fruit of the spirit gives you love and peace and joy. All those wonderful things, you can get them if you want it. You just need to get the Holy Ghost day before you go home. If you don't want joy, hey, I don't blame you. Go ahead and go out to eat. If you don't want peace, okay, then go ahead and go out the door. But quit telling everybody that you just want some peace. You want it? Come on, come back it up. Quit talking about it. Come to the altar today. Lift your hands up and say, Jesus, give it to me. If you want it, go get baptized in Jesus' name today. Stop talking about how you want out. If you want out, then step up and talk to Jesus and say, get me out. Hey, Brother Danny, if you want out, you'll get out. Am I right, brother? Brother Chris, if you want out, you'll get out. Am I right, brother? Edgar, if you want out, you'll get out. Am I right, brother? Anybody want to testify? You can get out, Brother Terry. If you want out, you can get out. If you want the help, you can find the help. We got access to the gifts of the Spirit. That's an edification of the church. God gives us special ability not to hurt each other, but to help each other. God doesn't ever tell me anything about you to hurt you. God tells me stuff and shows me stuff and uses us to help each other. And, and if you get mad at somebody because they use the gifts of spirit on you, it's because you don't want help. Y'all hear me today? How are you going to get mad at somebody prophesying to you that you need to pray more? Just pray more. Okay, it's the will of God. I agree. I'm going to go and pray. How are you going to get mad at somebody because they're trying to help you become holy? Well, well, I can't trust them. Look, if it's right, it don't matter how messed up the person is that delivered the mail to you. He's just a human. They don't know. They don't know everything. But the Spirit uses people. The Spirit can speak through donkeys. The Spirit can speak through someone you don't like at church. It doesn't matter. They don't have to be approved. The Word is right. Just take it. Stop being mad all the time. Unless you don't want help. Well, the way they said it was, well, Edgar, the way they said it was offensive. One of the funniest things, I, don't, I try not to get too political, but one of the funniest things I've seen in the political sphere is how they said President Trump has mean tweets. And now, like, in the last few years, look where we're at in the world. 
I'm not saying President Trump would fix all this, but it sure is a stark dis, uh, distance from where we were a few years ago. But here's what the political people are saying. I sure wish we had some mean tweets right about now. Do you know what they're saying? They're saying, I would rather have some mean tweets and have peace. That's what they're saying. Whether you believe about politics, that's up to you. But I find that's interesting because that's just like our world to get mad at you at how you say it instead of whether we have results or not. You don't want out. If you pick apart the way your help comes to you, you don't want out. Now, people are like, people are like, man, pastor, I want help. I just don't trust nobody. You're lying. When you're choking, you will call 911. A stranger will show up. You'll let them in your house. A lot of times they wear guns. And you will let them in your house. And you will let them do whatever that. You'll let them full body grab your wife. And that's your wife, bro. You letting that grown man hold your wife like that? Yeah, you are. You know why you're letting that grown man hold your wife like that? Because you need an answer right now. You need help right now. You ain't going to say, I can't believe you put your hands on my wife like that. He's trying to save her life. She's choking, man. Do you want the help or not? Somebody breaking into your house. You could care less what color the cop is. I don't know them, them crazy cops out there. They're crazy. It's amazing when somebody's in your house and they got a gun pointing at your family. You're like, just send anybody. I'll take a racist at this point. Just send anybody. I don't care. Just send somebody that will help me. All, all your little reasons why I go out the window when you're faced with death and you're faced with no choices. Beggars can't be choosers. I just wish he was a little nicer. I'd listen to him. You don't want out. You don't want out. If I got to be perfect, you're not really in trouble. All you need to know is that I can do the job. When you're going through all hell, you don't care if your doctor is nice, if, he can, if he's the best surgeon in the world. I will get over your bedside manners. People on, on, on Yelp reviews or whatever, like, I just don't really like the doctor. He just wasn't that nice. I'm like, but are you living? Are you dead yet? <laughs> but are you dead? People are like, I just, I just want a, a doctor that's really kind and, and sweet and kind of flirts with me. I'm like, what is wrong with y'all? He's doing a job. His job is to hear your heart, look at your eyeballs, and give you prescription, whatever he does, tell you to go lay off sugar and go home. That's his job. You're like wanting to have a relationship with this dude. You're married. Stop being perverted, okay? Stop wanting everybody to always treat you so sweet because you have insecurities. Do you want out or not? You got somebody trying to help you, and you're complaining the whole time. You're Israel again in the wilderness complaining about the food. Well, back in Egypt, we had leeks and onions, bless God. You were a slave. Some people don't want help. Some people would rather go back. I don't get it. But they got to go if they want to go. You can't stop them. That's the part that hurts me the worst is that I'm a helper. Is anybody else a helper? You know why I'm a helper? I'm a helper because I have the helper in me. And I just can't help 
myself, I'm a helper. When I see a problem, I want to fix it. When my wife says she has a problem, I want to fix it. God help me. I want to fix it right now. And they told me in the marriage seminars to just let her talk. But inside of me, I'm like, baby, we're going to fight this thing. We're going to win this thing. And she's just like, just shut up and let me talk. And I'm like, I just want to help. I just want, I can't wait to help. We're going to win this thing. It's in me, y'all. I want to help. I want to help. I can't help it. When God gets a hold of you, you want to help somebody. You want to deliver somebody. You, you can't stand seeing people hurt. I gotta ask you today, do you really do you really want help? And I wish I could make people get help, but I can't make people get help and it hurts me. Does it hurt anybody else? You know what else it feels like when you try to help people they don't want your help? You feel pointless. I mean it's like like yesterday, I'm walking around, I'm like looking for someone I can minister to. Hi, how are you doing? How are you doing? Just waiting on someone to be like, I need prayer, I need help. And I'm like, oh goody, that's what I'm here for. But then, but then whenever you go through a few meetings with people and you see that they're broken or hurting or something and they don't ask for anything, you're just kind of like, well, okay, how's the weather? <laughs> Been awful hot out today, huh? Well, I'm going to go get a turkey leg or two or three. <laughs> don't you just feel pointless? Don't you just feel like not valuable? Like, what am I even here for? Boy, nothing excites the ministry like someone who wants to. Oh, uh, Pastor, I know you're busy. Stop saying that. Stop it. The devil is lying to you. I am busy helping people like you. My priority is the people of the church and the sinners of the community. I want to help people. And whenever you let us help you, we love it. I see people in our church light up like Brother Matthew. I see him light up when someone wants his help. I see him light up like he wants it. He'll talk to you for three hours. Watch out. If you, if you go to Matthew's house, he'll, he'll preach to you, cook you food. He'll do things, and, it, and like he's, like, he's going to help you. There are people that have the Holy Ghost in our church that don't you dare get around them. If you want help, they're going to help you. And if you don't want help, they will offend you. Do you want a friend or help? Because a real friend has to help you. Well, I, I don't want, bro, I don't want, I just want a pastor. I don't want help. It's impossible. I am not your pastor if I'm not helping you. I'm irrelevant, y'all. I'm pointless. You are pointless if nobody wants your help. God is pointless if nobody wants his help. help us to have a spirit about us that says I want out. I want out now. Anybody that can help me, help me. I'm open to ideas. I'm open to advice. I'm open to prayer meetings. I'm open to anything. I just, I want out. I'm sick of living this way. Oh, somebody please help me. I'll take it. I'll take it right now. I have to remind myself sometimes that, that it's not personal. I'm a gospel preacher in a fallen world. I'm a gospel preacher and my competition is Xbox and PlayStation and Netflix and YouTube Shorts, Instagram, Facebook Reels and TV and drinking and drugs. 
It's not personal. People are filled with a lot of things. It's not personal when people don't want help. It's not you. It's not me. It's that they don't want it and we can't take it personally. Your spouse may not want help. It drives you crazy, but you can't change them. They can change, but you can't change them. Do everything you know to do, but don't beat yourself up. Love them the right way. Live with a clean conscience. But, but we have got to understand, we cannot separate ourselves from the message of Jesus. I can't be somebody else around you. I'm a helper no matter where I go. The help store is open for me 24 hours a day. I'll get a call at 3 in the morning. I'm ready to help you. I won't be much good, but I'll be ready to help you. That's where the Holy Ghost takes over real good. But I'm, I'm, this store is open 24 hours a day. We want to help you. I'm sorry I can't turn my help off. I'm sorry I can't be somebody else. I'm sorry I can't hang out with you and not be moved with compassion with your suffering and your pain and your sin. I know you want me to not talk about your sin, but it's killing you. You don't want a pastor, you don't want a preacher, you want someone that will be okay with your sin. And that's why sometimes I'm the last one to hear about it. Because I'm probably the best help. Not being conceited. I'm serious. When people let me help them, they actually get better. And people that don't get worse. Got a whole track record of that. Got a history of it. 20 years. We have the answers, church family. God will use us to help each other if you want out. People hate your life that are evil. It's not personal. You're not going to make friends with everybody. You're going to reach out to people and they're going to look at you and say, get out of here. And it's going to hurt bad. But let me encourage someone right now. Do like I do. Find somebody else. Fine. Dust, dust your feet off like Jesus said and go somewhere else. It's okay because for everybody that does not want it, there's somebody else that does. Am I right, Brother Dale? Anybody's ever said no, somebody else stepped up and said yes. We are not going to get frustrated. We're going to keep marching, keep preaching, keep reaching, keep loving because there's always somebody else that wants our help. In those cases, I don't have anything that those people want. I feel so useless, but technically it's a compliment to me. Because lovers of darkness should get nervous around the light. Some people get nervous around me. They're like, I, 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 it's because you don't want help, and you know I'm going to help you. You know it's awkward because you know I'm going to try to help you. You don't like being around no preachers. People find out I'm a preacher, they stop cussing. Oh, uh, excuse my language there. Hey, just be yourself, man. People get real nervous around people of the light because it's like, ooh, they're going to try to help me. I don't want no help. I don't want to be around you no more. Your family gets rid of you. Your family disowns you. You know why? Because they know you're the help. They know. You're, when they look at you, they see light. They look at you, they see hope, but they're not ready for it. And it puts a wedge between you, and you feel like it's you. It's not you. It's them. It's sin. It's Satan. It's the attack they're under. Stop beating, letting the devil beat you up, y'all. Go find somebody else. You can feel but Edgar when people don't want your help. Talk about awkward. 
But watch this. Jesus didn't hang out with those who didn't want his help. Go study it for yourself. Jesus Christ did not hang out with people purposely that did not want his help. Jesus didn't try to win people that didn't want his help. That's what we do. We, we fight hard. We get out there and we're like, no, bless God, you need my help right now. And it's like, it's like a pride thing, y'all. We got to relax this thing. If they don't want it, we can't make them happy. That's why the Bible calls us salt and light, a city set on a hill that we just, we just beacon to people. We just shine to people. We just, we're just salty. You know why we're salty? We're not like that, but the other way. We're salty. We're salty like when you get around us, people are thirsty for the living water. When you get around us, people are like, I need some, I need some Jesus in me. When I hang out with you, I want more of Jesus. Y'all, I, I, I read this recently, my, my morning, my daily reading, uh, Luke twenty two sixty six. 66. As soon as it was day, watch this, the elders of the people, both chief priests and scribes, came together and led him into their council, saying, If you are the Christ, tell us. But he said to them, If I tell you, you will by no means believe me. If Jesus says it personally to people, you wouldn't believe it. Don't feel so bad. Don't feel so bad. If they won't believe Jesus, they surely won't believe us. Look, some people, it don't matter how many signs you give them. They don't want help. So what did Jesus do? He didn't get triggered by it. He just kept his mouth shut. Waiting for the cross. Waiting to get it done. Because I refuse to waste my time on people who do not want help. You know, a lot of people are just waiting for you to mess up and say something so they can kill you. Hey, I'm going to give you a little lesson learned, a little wisdom here. You try to help somebody that doesn't want your help, they may end up just looking for a reason to try to kill you. It could be a trap. It could be that they don't really want your help. Oh, I've been in that spot a few times. I've been stuck in that, that rut a few times. I thought I was there to help them, but they were there to trap me. That's happened since I've been past. It's not fun. I'm there vulnerable, there to help them, and they're looking for a way to hurt you and kill you because it makes them feel more spiritual when they're bigger and better than the man of God. I've been there, but that blew my mind that he said, you won't even believe me if I told you to your face. Church family, I'm almost done. Jesus sat with sinners and tax collectors because he found that they were more open to wanting help than the religious people were. They call this the Bible Belt. People don't want God. Well, right here in Austin, there's a lot of people that want God. I thank God that I live here. And if, no, if for no other reason, because there's so many hungry people right here in Dell Valley, Texas. I'm so thankful I live here because I can minister here. Some country church, everybody's saved. That is for some saints. They do need to go to the country churches. They do. But I love this area. Here's why. Because I'm called to go. I'm called to go reach lost souls. I'm called to get a harvest. I'm called to spread the word. It's going to be a fight for whoever ends up staying here. But it's going to be the best years of your life. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun. On the front row seat of the end time revival. There are people all around us that actually want help. Oh, it's awesome living here for that reason. 
If you study the occupations of those that Jesus helped, watch this. They were all busy working. Even the prostitute was working. Because you can't help somebody lazy. It's not about them being homeless, Brother Dell. That's not what makes them want God or not want God. It's about whether they're lazy. And I'm going to tell you, I met some homeless people that are not lazy. I can't build the things they build. I, I do Legos with my son all the time. I don't know how they build the stuff they build out there on the street. Y'all, they build some stuff like they went to architecture school. I mean, it's like, how did you put a second floor on that thing with cardboard? I have no idea how some people do it. But you know what? They're out there working. They're out there making cool signs, dancing. One dude I, I passed by, he was just dancing, dancing, trying to get money. Dan one dude was playing the drums with trash cans, like good, like it was awesome. He had one leg. He was out there playing the drum with trash cans. He's just like, let's go. Working. God can do something with someone like that. It's not about homeless or not homeless. It's about lazy. There's people that have an apartment that do nothing all day. Because the government pays for it. And they're lazy. They're not homeless. They're worse than homeless. Because they don't work for nothing. And let me tell you something. Jesus didn't call anybody lazy. So before you get called by Jesus, you got to make up your mind you're ready to work. Make up your mind you're ready to do something. Make up your mind you're sick of being broke, busted, disgusted, out, down, damaged. You're going to make your mind up. I'll do whatever it takes. I'm ready to partner with you, Jesus. If you call me, I will go. If you reach to me, I will grab. You will get up out of where you're at and push forward. Jesus is not looking to help lazy people. Listen to me. Teach your kids to work so they can be saved. video game yeah I said it right here do what you want to do quit if you want to quit get your kids off social media get your kids off of video games teach them how to work I'm trying to reach right now for somebody I'm trying to tell you if they're lazy they can't get helped y'all still love me now y'all still love me now y'all love me yeah, thumbs up. You still love me? Y'all good? Thumbs up. Can you hear me? Thumbs up. All right. Thank you. Most of y'all. Okay, so I was like, <laughs> I saw that one. It's like, eh. Y'all, if you're lazy, Jesus ain't going to come after you because if you don't want to help yourself, nobody can help you. I feel like I can, I can sense it sometimes. I want to be close enough to people so they can reach out to me if they want my help. But my time goes to those who want the most help. I am not partial to certain saints. Well, he hangs out with them a lot. They want help more than everybody. Well, he seems to be a favorite. He plays favorites with them. He must be his favorites. No, they're the ones who want my help the most. Whoever wants our help the most, who's most submissive and open, gets the most help. Listen, I, I, I mean, a few of my notes, and then I've got an illustration I'm going to show you. I've noticed that I have a high percentage of success with those who want help. I have a low percentage of finding those who truly want help. I have a high success rate of people changing once they get it. 
but I have a low success rate of getting people to want it. And I don't know how to get people to want that. All I know to do is make myself available. People in trouble think that they're experts for their own deliverance. You ever had anybody tell you how to help them? Now look, my life's a mess. I've done nothing right. But here's what you need to do for me. <laughs> Let's back up a second. You've, you've not been able to do anything right. And you're telling me what, to, what I need to do to help you get right. When you determine the type of help you're getting, you're not one help. You don't want help. When you come at me and tell me what the will of God is for you, you are your own pastor. Maybe I need to get advice from you. But, but when people try to tell you, I just need $5, that'll help me out. I'm like, we, we already gave you $10 last week. Trust me, pastor, $5 will change my life. Just, just five. Or some people are like, just a thousand. <laughs> just a little old thousand will change my life. And I'm like, what'd you spend it on? That wasn't your problem. No, pastor, I just need to be healed. I just, I, if I could just get healed, it would be okay. I just need, I want to tell you what I need to get better. And I'm like, just so you can go eat more junk food and get sick again? Do you really want help or a handout? Pastor, let me tell you what I need. I just need a new car. You didn't change the oil in the last one. <laughs> what you need to do is learn how to maintain your car and stop buying those trashy brands that break down all the time. That's not me talking. That's the internet talking. Search it. Which cars last the longest? But I like the features on this one. You know what feature I like? Running. <laughs> That's the feature I like. I like the one that gets me from here to there. I like the one that lasts and holds its value. That's the feature I like. Pastor, if I just had a new car, it would change everything. That's not your problem. Do you want help? Then stop telling me what you need. If I am the helper, let me tell you what you need. This is how you know if you really want help or not. In my closing today, something happened to me yesterday. It was actually during our s'mores cooking. I mean, I think Brandon got me some uh, props over here. I'm going to give props to Brandon. <laughs> actually, Brandon gets props from me. Thank you. That's a nice rig right there. Those are the biggest marshmallows you've ever seen. Everything's bigger in Texas. Texas marshmallows right here. There's some Texas mellows. So I'm out here roasting. Boy, I have a process. I don't get too carnal on me now. I have a process. Now, some of you, I'm trying to find a Christian word. Some of you crazy people. <laughs> Here's how you roast the mellows. The fire's there. You go, <laughs> hey, look at that. It's done. <laughs> I'm not trying to start a church fight, okay? <laughs> I'm just saying. This is how I, this is how I roll. I'm a rotisserie guy. <laughs> That's what I do. 
Some of you are like, I'm like, I like them golden. See, y'all like them crunchy on the outside and just plain hard on the inside. But I like mine, I like mine gooey. I like it gooey. Look, you're, you're not really roasting marshmallows if they're still hard. So I like them soft through and through. Golden, a little crunchy, not black. That's just me. I don't like that, that taste of it. I don't know. So I go slow like this. And while I was doing this, and I was enjoying my s'mores because I was like one of the first ones over there. The crowd gathered around. All the kids gathered around. I might not know half the kids. They were guests. And, I, and there was not a lot of parents around. And so I kind of took on. I was kind of like the kid pastor for a second, Brother Andrew. And uh, I had to channel my old kids' working days. And, uh, and so I, I, I had to take over. And I noticed some problems with them children's. I noticed that what they were doing was is they, they were actually grabbing, they were just grabbing sticks and they were flaming it up and they were falling and the chocolate was falling and things were falling, they were dripping and people were like mad and the kids were getting mad because the graham cracker was dropping and the chocolate they was running out was melting and I'm sitting here like, this is a mess all around me, right? And I'm, I'm a pastor, I'm supposed to solve problems, I'm a helper. Now normally, normally I don't, I ain't getting involved, but the guests out here, I don't know, I don't want to offend nobody, but it just, something snapped in me. Something happened to me. And I thought to myself, these kids ain't never going to have a good s'more in their entire life unless I step up. <laughs> Listen, I wasn't, I wouldn't have no evil spirit come over. I wasn't mean, mean. Literally, in my heart, I felt sorry for these little kids because I'm a s'more connoisseur. <laughs> so I'm a rapper. I don't even realize I'm a rapper sometimes. But I'm over here making great s'mores. I'm loving my life. And they're over here just crying, miserable, mad at this wonderful fall fest. And so I thought to myself, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to take control of this thing. And so I began to give commandments out. I said, you, stop it. You, pick that up. You take this. Give me the marshmallows. You, here's how you're going to do it. Are you all ready? Get your crackers ready. I began to command the atmosphere like a military general. And man, you should have seen the look on their faces after we roasted those golden beauties. We began to melt them. They bring their cracker and they're, and they're up. They would, they would slide it off just perfect. And they were over there smiling, happy. Nobody was having no problems. Nobody was dropping anything. And, and I had this revelation. I normally wouldn't get involved. I normally wouldn't say anything. I don't want to risk somebody getting offended. But then something happened to me. And I cared more about their experience being good than me being uncomfortable. I started to realize I'm the helper. I started to realize I'm there to help. I'm not going to shut up. I'm not going to get out of this. If i got something to give somebody, I'm going to give it. But the spirit of our age says, get out of it, run away, don't get your hands dirty. And that's why there's a bunch of children who've never experienced the goodness of God. When you know, when you know how to help somebody, help somebody. When you figure out how to help someone get free, then you tell them you can be free right now. When you know inside your heart that you can help someone be delivered, do not be quiet. Reach out your arm and offer your assistance because somebody is wanting what you've got to offer. Somebody out there doesn't even know how good it can be. Someone out there doesn't realize they're missing out on something beautiful. And so I, I had a revelation yesterday. 
And this last day, I'm not going to be quiet. Get, hey, get mad like they did with Jesus, but I'm going to have a lot of people that are going to be okay too. Because the temptation is every time someone gets upset at you because you try to help them, they don't want it. Temptation is, well, I'm not going to help nobody. This just ain't worth it. I came out here and I sacrificed my time. You going to do that to me? My pastor told me the other day, he said, don't ever get distracted. Another elder, I was on a phone call with him and some young men, some ministers. He said, 90% of problems in the church are distractions to take you away from the people who are truly hungry. He said, you'll be in the prayer room and you'll say, God, where are they at? He said, you'll miss the 30 that are already there. So never get distracted with those who don't want it. As much as it hurts, as much as it pains you, you've got to not get bitter. Because people have rejected you so much. There's always somebody in need. We cannot let the hungry person not get what they need because somebody didn't want it. Just keep going forward and look for someone to love. Keep going forward. Look for somebody stumbling by the fire that can't get things right. Uh, and, and walk up to them and say, I know what to do. Come on, let me help you. Let me hold your hand. Uh, I can give you the better experience. I can help you get out of this. Uh, if they want it, then that's great. Uh, if they don't, move on. But we are the people of help. Uh, our God is the one who helps. Uh, he is the great physician. If you're whole, you don't need him. But where are the hungry? Where are the broken? Where are those who say, that's me today? I want out. I want victory. I want freedom. Somebody help me. The world is going to tell us we don't love them because we didn't help them the way they wanted to help them. But I'm not going to agree with you when you're gay and tell you it's okay. I'm not going to tell a man that he's a woman. It's a lie. I'm not going to go along with the flow of society because I know what I'm doing. I'm not going to let anybody make me feel guilty because I've had too much success. I've seen too many people's lives change for good. I've seen too many people find their joy. I've seen too many people find their hope. I refuse to change the gospel message. I refuse to get bitter because people are evil. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep loving. I'm going to keep reaching. Let's stand our feet all across this house and lift up our hands right now and let God begin to talk to us right now. Jesus, we are the help church. We are the help church. Does anybody want help today? I want help. Brother George, I want help. Brother Omar, I want help. I love it when men help me. I love it when people help me. I love it when someone gives me advice and prays for me. I love it when someone helps me. Where are the people right now in this room that you just say, yeah, I'll take it. If you're offering it, I'll get it. Where are, this, where are the guests right now who are thinking, my word, why would I turn that down? A man that loves us like that, a, a man that don't even know me, it's one that teach me a Bible study every week, you think I turn that down? Y'all, our church invests hours a week with strangers who give us nothing in return because we want to help. The question is not, do we have help? The question is, who wants it? Who wants it? Church, lift up your eyes. For the harvest for the dale is ready. People do want it. Don't let the devil lie to you. People do want it. Did you want it? 
Did you want it? If you wanted it, then someone else does too. They just got to get hungry. They just got to get ready. And when they are, I'm telling you, you're going to see a victory. You're going to see a change. You're going to see a conversion. You're going to see something shift in them. Just keep the bridge built, church family. Because one of these days, they're going to want it like you did. I want to make an altar appeal today to someone who's been, while I've been preaching, you've been thinking, this doesn't make any sense. Why am I here today and not getting help? That pastor is telling me that he will do a Bible study with me. That pastor is telling me someone will love me and call me and check on me and be there for me to help me get through my addictions and my pain and my suffering. Why would I sit back in my chair today and not come up here and just get help? And that's the decision we all have to make. Sometimes pride will come in and say, don't move. Let everybody think you got it all together. Pride will come in and say, don't, do it. don't let anybody think that you're weak. They already know you're weak if they live with you. They hear it. They see it. The best thing you can do right now is say, let's change it. They already know you're suffering and you've got sin and temptation. So you might as well say, well, everybody already knows in my family, the people that I care about the most, so let's fix it. You don't wait on anybody else. You just say, I'm getting help. But pastor, I, you don't understand. I need help. If you need help, you've got to stop saying it. You've got to get it. Our Bible tells us that, that God looks to those of a contrite and broken heart. He looks to you. And some of you are like, I don't even know where God knows where I'm at. That's because you don't want help yet. What is the point of God reaching down to help you if you don't really want it? All he's going to do is offend you. He's going to hand you a cross. And it's going to be your saving grace, but you don't want it. Close your eyes for a minute and think about, man, do I want help? Or do I want suffering? Do I want heaven?